Blog Talk Radio. with Apostle John L. Solomon, the Lion Among Lions in the Lion's Den. It's my purpose today to bring you strength. We're sorry about the delay. We have some technical difficulties, probably because of what we're going to bring from the Lion's Den tonight. You're going to get some real strength. Listen, Strength from the Lion's Den is a compelling talk show that discusses life situations, relevant topics, issues, empowerment from a biblical perspective. The Lion's Den is going to bring you energy of encouragement. Transcending godly wisdom and the efficacy of education, but primarily strength from the sourcehood of our connection with our Lord Jesus Christ. So roar for your joy, roar for your power, roar for your prosperity, roar for your deliverance, and roar for your strength. Listen, I got a, I got a, some panelists today on here that are going to be such a blessing to you. My first guest, a lion, is Apostle Raina Mars. Apostle? Hey. I'm here. Hey, amen. Guess you. where she? Listen, y'all. She's in Ghana, Africa, and she's calling all the way. How about that? First show international. Listen, <laughs> she has ministered on various networks and preaching unconditionally on local, national, and international radio stations and platforms. Man, she's worldwide. The basis of her international ministry is out of Greenville, North Carolina. She's the presiding apostle of New Creation Global Alliances Fellowship of Churches, Accra, Ghana. She apostolically oversees over 150 ministries globally. God bless you, Apostle. God bless Listen, you, sister. It's an honor to my, be my, here. My, Amen. I'm glad. My next guest, Ron the Real Deal Lindsay. Ron has been ministering for over 25 years, coming through the ranks of ministry, and has evangelized nationwide. He's the founder of LAMP, Laughter as Medicine, Laughter as Medicine Production. That's what LAMP stands for. Ron and the LAMP players are currently doing their production show called Living to Laugh Out Loud, which we know will be coming to a city near you, or you're going to be going to see it in Newport News, Virginia. Ron, you on? Yes, I am. All right, brother. Hey, okay, then we got the real deal. And listen, riding shotgun is my god brother, Overseer Terry Oliver. He's the founder of Out of of the Box Ministries, where he's doing away with the four walls and the box that some people put God in. And he's taking a real stand for the word of God. If you know him, then you know he has a heart of gold, and God's going to fill his pockets with gold to match it because he loves blessing people and praising God. Overseer, brother Oliver, you on? Yes, I am, my brother. All right, man. Well, we got some lines here for you. Listen, Strength from the Lions Den is powered by We Inspired Network Radio. Win Radio. Just win, baby. The enemy don't want us to win, but we're going to win tonight. Guess what? We've already won. And I want to thank everyone who's tuning in tonight. Thank you for your patience. You are the reason why we're here. Thank you for calling back and hanging in here with us tonight. Our, our show tonight is called Church Hurt. Pain in the pulpit, pain in the pew. Now, have you been hurt in church? If you have, then guess what? You're not alone. But I'll tell you, a lot of God's people are smiling on the outside, but they're hurting on the inside. Can I tell you also that there are God's leaders who are preaching and teaching to those who they're leading, but they're wounded and they're bleeding as well. Who is responsible for this? Is it church leadership? Is it 
the parishioners. Well, guess what? My panelists and I, we're going to break down the intricacies of this factor that perpetuate this thing called church hurt. First of all, we're going to deal with pain in the pews. And I'm going to talk with Apostle uh, Apostle Mars, Apostle Mars, because she's one of the first proponents that I've heard begin to speak on church hurt. You're not going to find a lot of books and articles on church hurt because some people have kind of pushed it aside. So, Apostle, we all know hurt and we all know pain. So, is church hurt a narrative that we really should be discussing? And if so, what what makes church hurt so significant from other hurts and so difficult to move on from? Uh, we definitely need to be discussing it. This is something that's a taboo subject. Uh, a lot of times, uh, because of ministries that I've been under, leadership that I've been under, and also being a leader myself, I've experienced mm-hmm. uh, both sides of this uh, as mm-hmm. far as church hurt is, con- is concerned. So it's definitely an issue that we need to deal with because it's something that we are constantly running from. And so one thing that God spoke to me in the beginning of the year is that we need to mm-hmm. face our giants. And as a church, this is one giant that we definitely need to definitely face. Amen. You said taboo, Apostle. You said it's a <laughs> yeah, taboo yeah. subject. Well, well, maybe, you know, maybe some folks, you know, you know, not to insult anybody's intelligence, but taboo, you mean don't know, not, not a lot of people want to talk about this. They don't. They don't want to talk about it because a lot of times, uh, either they are the reason why the church hurt has happened to someone, or church hurt has happened to them, and they don't want to discuss it because they feel like that if they talk about a leader or talk about what's going on, that they're coming against the leader. But just mm-hmm. like I told someone today, just because someone brings up the issue of a leader to discuss with another leader what's going on, there's nothing wrong with that. God doesn't have a problem with that because we need to uh, expose the pain that we are in so that the healing can take place in our lives. Amen. Ron, real deal. Yes, sir. You know, uh, as as we're discussing uh, church hurt, I think one of the uh, major uh, components to it is broken expectations. We we come into the kingdom of God and we come into the church, uh, the organizational structure, and there's an unrealistic expectation. We forget the human the human side of ministry. We forget the human side of just uh, of being a part of the body of Christ. Um, Jesus and his ministry and and the men of, and the uh, many men and women of God that he actually walked with. There was there was a lot of issues going on there, but we forget right. okay. that and we have broken expectations. We come in with a lofty type of mentality that the, coming into the church is going to fix everything. It's a la la land, but it's not. It's it's a but, when we come to, yeah mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Ron, I'm a babe. So when you say unrealistic expectations, just say I'm a babe. I'm, you know, I'm far from a babe. I got a little gray hairs. But when you say I'm a babe in Christ and I'm coming into this thing, then you say unrealistic expectation. So are you saying that I'm expecting? I have an expectation that. Folks are going to be perfect. You, you saying? Yeah, because there, there's a, there's a, and, and we have to be careful. Those of us who are seasoned in the kingdom, not to perpetuate or foster that false sense of reality. That that mm-hmm. you let people know, hey, you know what? There's a human side. There's a flesh side here. So it's how we deal with deal with the reality that's making the difference. And when we kind of not stay up there on the pedestal or, or you find out, wait a minute, so-and-so do got issues, so-and-so do mm-hmm. got problems, and, mm-hmm. and, and, I say, and take away the fantasy of ministry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, brother, I, I know you don't, I know you, you know that there's no church hurt. These two have said this, so maybe you can affirm for some of our listeners that there is no such thing as church hurt, brother. Well, if I did that, then I wouldn't be a man of God, and I'd be lying. All right. Well, we don't want you to lie on, on you on the air. We don't want you to lie. We got a pop on the line. We got the real deal, so we need your truth as well. Go ahead, brother. All right. Um, now, I have also experienced church hurt on from the pulpit down to the pew, and a lot of people are in denial about it, you know, that it don't exist, that it's, it's not real, it's not reality. But it's very much reality, and it hurts to the very core, sometimes worse than mm. a family hurt, 
will hurt you because mm-hmm. that's the last place is you expect is to go into a temple and be hurt by people that's proclaiming the gospel and proclaiming Jesus Christ. So they forgot about mm-hmm. love and and there's jealousy also there that plays major parts in church hurt nowadays. And we just have to be real about it and understand that church hurt takes place and mm-hmm. everybody is is going through some things at some point in their life that they need that union, that unity to come together in, in the church body as a whole. That's good. Well, I'm, I'm, I just got to be, uh, be you know, full disclosure. I, I shunned church hurt for a long time because I'm such a proponent of the church because, I mean, the streets was killing me and the church saved me, and I became such a defender of the church that when I got hurt, I kind of ignored it and acted like it was nothing. But when I kept hearing Apostle uh, Mars talk about church hurt, church hurt, I was like, I want to hear this, I want to hear this. But Apostle, it stuck. It, it, at some point, I began to see it widespread throughout the body of Christ. And I said, you know what? This is a real issue. And when you said taboo, I said, that's right. It's true. But, but it's I, want, true. I, want to, I want to say this, uh, you know, being leaders and being in the body, we've heard stories from people in the streets and people in the church who are they're confused. They say the church is confusing, it's contrary, it's money hungry, it's even damaging. And some people, they even said church folks, they the worst. And uh, is this a fair <laughs> assessment of what the church has presented? Or, uh, you know, is, is, this fair? is this a fair assessment of what we've presented to the world, to the streets, to the communities? Um, let me start, let me start. Let me start with uh. Let me start with Ron. Let me a real deal. Give me that one first. Well, you know what? It's uh. It, it's not a fair assessment. I'm gonna say that you know because uh, um. The reality is, is that again, I'm gonna kind of go back to expectation, man. You know that mm-hmm. that uh, um. Yeah, I, I've I, I've experienced church hurt, and let's be real. I've been a. I've actually been a. I've initiated some church hurt. Okay. And, and sometimes it's innocently done, but as long as we're wearing a veil of flesh, somebody's going to get hurt. It, the problem is, is that, like, uh, like my brother was saying, we don't deal with the reality of it, and, and deal with. So I, I would say, you know, uh, uh, it, it's it's uh, you know, it, it's 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 not dealing with it that's more mm-hmm. the problem than it actually happening. Okay. 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 Uh, overseer. You you think you think saying that church people are we some of the worst or this is that is that a fair assessment of the church or is this kind of something that we've uh, perpetuated to the uh, to the world to the community? Well, I would be a little bit hypocritical if I say all churches participated in church hurt uh, mm-hmm, because there mm-hmm. are some churches that a lot of things take place and it does start at leadership because some of our leaders are out of place. And uh, okay. we have, you know, some of them have came into the financial or the show business of, of ministry that causes some hurt. But so we need to uh, regain the focus, focus back mm-hmm. on the crown, and that's the crown of life that we are to receive after all of this mm-hmm. is over here on earth, you know, and that's mm-hmm. eternal life. So once we mm-hmm. really get that love into the church, and, and brotherhood and supporting and guiding each other because none of us have reached, no, none of us have a crown on our head yet that's on this, that's mm-hmm. here on this show. So, so we have to realize that it's all about Christ and not about ourselves. Well, oh, see, you know, you did say show business. You did say the show business of church now. I want you to know, you may <laughs> you get a few rocks thrown at you, so I'm, if you need a getaway car, let me know. Apostle, uh, <laughs> Apostle, I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna keep it real. Okay, I definitely want uh, Apostle. What What do you see as far as uh, I mean, as far as church people and how we present and people saying church people this or church people that? I mean, you you you've been global, so you've seen a, a whole lot. Oh, I I see it everywhere. Everywhere I go, uh, I I see a lot of this going on. Uh, I see you know, where the Jezebel spirit has really infiltrated uh, the church in such a great way, causing a lot of pain to a lot of people. Uh, And so it might not be a fair assessment, but some of it is definitely true. Uh, because mm-hmm. we, a lot of times, just like Ron said, we we worship the creature more than the creator. Uh, 
And mm. when we have put man in a place that he is not supposed to be, yeah. things like this are going to happen. When we are in church for the wrong reason, whether you in the pulpit or the pew, when you are using it for the wrong reason and not for the reason that Jesus birthed and started the church, then, then of course it's going to happen where people are going to get hurt. When people portray themselves to be what they are not, when they begin mm. to act like they are higher than they are, greater than they are, and know more than what they know, that's when the problems come into being because God himself is a God of love. But what we portray a lot of times in the church is not the love of God. Mm. So it might but, not be a fair assessment, but a lot of okay. it is true and what is uh, actually happening daily. Okay, what? Uh, some, it's like somebody from the chime in. Hold it right there. Put a pin in that. Let me just... Uh, let me just tell you, let, let 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 you know who we're who's sponsoring us. We're we're pow- we're powered by We Inspired Network Radio, Win Radio. Straight from the Lions Den uh, is brought to you by We Inspired Network. Okay, uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. You're the reason why we're here. We appreciate you, my guest Apostle Mars, Ron the Real Deal, and Overseer Terry. We're talking about church hurt, pain in the pulpit, and pain in the pew. Uh, Apostle Mars, what you just said was so, uh, it, it was so real. It, it was so real. And you, when you say people perpetuate or they act like they know things that they don't know, uh, what right. are they afraid of? What, what, what are they afraid of? What are they trying to prove? Uh, what's their, what do you feel like is their MO in this? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I say it all the time, that when we we have not been anything in the secular world, okay. we have used mm-hmm. the church. We have used the church to make ourselves be the what, what we have wanted mm-hmm. ourselves to be in mm-hmm. the secular world. And so when we have not reached a certain height in the secular world, we have come mm-hmm. into the church to lift ourselves because we, are, we, we, we don't have to prove ourselves as much. We can go online and get us some credentials. We can find yeah. somebody to lay hands on us even if we're not qualified, neither or anointed. We can find somebody to lay hands on us if we got enough money. So that's why a lot of these things happen. It might not be the main reason why, but it is one of the reasons why. And I'm going to tell you, John, this ain't something that you're going to be able to handle in one show. Okay. Well, I was, well, hey, hey, well, you know what? I got, I got, I got all next year. My, uh, my, my, my partners and my partners and my bosses. They say, hey, you, we, we gonna grow together. So, hey, we gonna do this again. Uh, but, but, uh, Ron, Ron, you wanted to chime in, Ron? Yeah, yeah. Just real quickly, you know, uh, there's, there's what's called a Jonah syndrome. See, Jonah didn't mind being a prophet. He just wanted to pick where he was gonna prophesy. Okay. And like Apostle was saying that, you know, it, he didn't mind the position. He didn't mind the title of being a prophet. But when God said, okay, I need you to go down to Nineveh, now there's a little bit of problem here. So he didn't mind being a prophet, he just wanted to pick where he was going to prophesy. And until mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. separate the organizational church from the spiritual living organism, because like you said, it's now now it's a position, now it's yeah. a, it's licensing, yeah. and now you the organization has has right. been, has consumed and has become the the main tentacle instead of the living spiritual breathing organism called the church, the called out one. So the process right. and systems are now more important than the people. Mm-hmm. That's so powerful. I guess what you're saying now, just say. Uh, brother, brother, brother Bobo is defeated on his job. He's defeated right. at home. He's been defeated in every arena, but he come to the church and say mm-hmm. he's prophet Dodo, and everybody lift him up. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. brother <laughs> uh, Overseer Oliver. Yes. Oh, yes. Overseer Oliver. Yes. I want to ask you, uh, what what is your personal? Have you had any any personal church hurt experience or? Anybody that you know have may have experienced some type of fire. You don't have to say any names, you know, but maybe you can describe us uh, a personal something uh, that you know of, maybe witness or uh, or something well, directly that affected you. Well, um, I have experienced church hurt um, a few times myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, the first time um, is when I was truly a babe in Christ and, I was at that time I was going through a divorce and 
basically I was trying to reach out to my pastor that didn't even know who I was, um, no kind of way. And um, it was a mega church, and I was just a number in the church. And I was, you know, and I was trying to reach out to him, and I, uh, since I wasn't a high-paying tired person, I wasn't recognized anything. I received more help from a smaller church than I did from my church. You know, and this is when I was in the congregation rather than up in the pew. And that hurt me so bad because I was already hurting at home. Uh-huh. And then to be Oh, see, I know a lot. Of, I'm sure a lot of people. I, I, in fact, I know a lot of people who identify with this. How did, um, how did God help you to pick up the pieces and process you back together? What? Um, God Himself spoke to me and said that what you seek is not in man, in no kind of way. Mm-hmm. I, the one that made you, so I know all about you. And this is what He said. And as the more I poured myself into the Word of God the more my burden and everything started to re, be revived back into me. Mm-hmm. That was every it, time it that instantly? I would say something, God say that I'm here. Was, was it instantly, brother? No, no, it was a process. It was a process okay. because okay. I still, you know, I still am equated with some of those ministers now mm-hmm. that, you know, kind of kicked me to the curb then. And, you know, it's still, it's still a reminder. You won't forget it. But you know okay. that God got you. It's a reassurance that that God got you through His word. Okay, uh, Apostle. Any uh, any personal church hurts? Uh, <laughs> things that you re- you know. Man. <laughs> my 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 major my major problem that I ran into uh, from the pulpit and from in the pew was was being the trailblazer that I am with the anointing on my life uh like it was and I I gleaned so quick and elevated so fast that mm-hmm. I, I, my one of my major problems was was leadership trying to control me when it was God who called me and mm. so but I was such a servant at heart, I always served, and so my loyalty was to my leader. But what what the mistake I made was putting my leader up higher than God, and so and so God checked me and had to move me, and so it came to a place where I had to choose between my leader and my God. And my okay. allegiance okay. is to God first. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's where my major problems was, was people saw the crystals on my life, the anointing on my life, but mm-hmm. and they either tried to stop it from shining or or they tried to, to, to stop me from going forth or they mm-hmm. tried to keep it and harness it for their own ministry to grow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I experienced a lot of pain and a lot of hurt, and I also watched a lot of people go through a lot of hurt, and I really didn't know what to mm-hmm. do about it. I brought sheep in uh, to ministries, but then I saw them bludgeoned, you know, by the leader because uh, mm-hmm. they came. they came because they saw God walking and living through my life. And so then they thought everybody was like me, but they weren't. And their heart was not like mine. And so that was the the major problem I kept running into. Mm-hmm. And so if I would if I would just pinpoint one major thing was that my my leader was my God when I thought okay. God was my God. Okay. You know what? And, I, I, and I got in trouble with God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of a, a, a lot of people have put flesh on pedestal. You know, uh, right? Uh, real deal. You run. You want to tell us how uh, you hurt the church, or you want to tell us how the church hurt you? Or, you know, <laughs> so somebody got hurt. Huh? <laughs> you know, you know, my my uh, my uh, my major hurt uh, came mm. basically when I no longer like who I was becoming. I okay. found myself becoming someone that I did not even want to look in the mirror at. 
I found mm-hmm. myself becoming a very hateful and despiteful person, and the mm-hmm. hurt was more so because of, again, my broken expectations, but because my mess became bigger than the mission. And, and, okay. and when our mess or our individual feelings and, and, and what we think about things and how it should go and different things start taking precedence, over the overall mission of the church or the mission of Christ, it, it, it has a tendency to hurt us because we've become someone different than who. For me personally, I stopped liking who I was becoming. So my mm. title, I was known for Elder Lindsay, Brother Lindsay, Minister Lindsay, Evangelist Lindsay, but I, I lost Ronald. Oh man, okay. And no, oh, and nobody, nobody's wanted to take the time to get to know Ronald or minister to Ronald because they were too busy uh, of being identified with the person that I had become, and not who I really was. Man, that is, that is powerful. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we're going to be discussing mine in my next book, uh, how they hurt me. Okay. You can get, you can pick it up. Oh, be in there. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. One one thing. I was at a concert the other night, and the man said, "People, when you get delivered from public opinion, well, it becomes mm-hmm. not just right. public opinion, but it becomes uh, people who have influence over you, what they think of you, how they feel about you." When you can get delivered from people's opinions of you, then you can you can become who you need to be. You're worrying about what they think of me, how they feel about me, how they see me, and some of that comes about because of the rejection, the uh, the rejection, the damage that has happened to us a lot of times when we were growing up. But I, 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 y'all have put the pieces back together. I, I, I love who you are, and I know we're not perfect, but. Do you feel like people need to go to counseling? You know, should they should they seek some professional counseling, some Christian counseling? You know, what do you sense? What do you feel? Are you asking me? I, oh, uh, you, either one can jump in on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I definitely uh, think that you that you should get some Christian counseling for sure because some of us try to work stuff out ourselves and and try to do self-deliverance and, and that don't work for everybody because a lot of times you don't even know your real issues and you don't even know the reason why you did that in the first place. And so I sought, I sought, uh, I sought some counseling from another leader uh, that was different than the leader that I was under. And so they were able to give me a view from another side than the view that I was looking at and the view that the leader was looking at. And so uh, I was able to get counseling and healing, uh, going to God. I had to definitely repent because I put um, uh, I put a man in a, and a woman in a place that God should have been in the first place. It started out God, but you know, some 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 kind of way I I switched the places because, mm-hmm. like I said, my heart was a heart of a servant. In my serving, mm-hmm. I switched where God's position should have been to to. Mm-hmm. To the leader. Yeah. Is somebody is somebody is somebody building a house in the background? Uh-huh. <laughs> I hear I hear a beat noise. Is somebody building a house in the background? If you if you are if you are if you are build me one too. Listen, <laughs> before, build me build me one too while you're doing it. I, I, I like what I like what Apostle Lena uh, is saying in reference to taking ownership of the hurt. And a lot okay. of times we don't take ownership of the hurt that of our portion of the hurt. We have a tendency to focus in on who's hurting us, but then we don't ever step back. Okay, God, what is my part in it? And help me deal with my part. And then you, then I know you can focus in on the person that's hurting me. I like that ownership mm-hmm. of saying, okay, you know what? Mm-hmm. I put somebody in a place in a position that they should not have been. That kind of ownership and honesty, I think, is where the healing really begins. God, what is my part in this? Versus mm-hmm. versus uh, those who would look becoming, you know, the victim side. It, me, 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 me. And I think when we put things back in perspective, realign mm-hmm. our yes. purpose. Uh, realign our purpose for being in the church, being with the church, and, and begin to get back into the mission mode and not mess. Because individually, we all got some junk with us. 
And so we can't sit there and cry. We got to get a backbone. Guess what? Stand up, brother or sister. Get a backbone now. Take your lashes and keep on moving. So it's going to take some some good. <laughs> so, you know, mm-hmm. stop the cry, baby. Ain't no more coddling you and all of this other mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is very dangerous work. It's not pretty. It ain't, it ain't fancy. No. It ain't as cute as it looks. So guess what? It's time to toughen up tough skin for tender hearts. Mm-hmm. But you know what, y'all, 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 I understand exactly what you're saying. But we got some people who, like you say, they they have an expectation that's uh, not realistic, and they didn't expect to get hurt. They they mm-hmm. really thought they really thought everybody was what the Bible said. They they didn't re- they hadn't got to the part where it says there are sheep in wolves' clothing, or mm-hmm. there are wolves in sheep clothing. They hadn't read that yet. And so they got bit, and some of them got really wounded. So, uh, brother Oliver, what, how do you feel uh, about counseling? What What do you think you know that that would do for the people? Well, I think my brother and my sister have made valid points, and you know, my feeling and my take is that you know um, the church, as the gathering of saints, the assembly of the saints, we are to come together. You know, for one purpose, and that's God, and to please Him and worship Him in truth. And a lot of times, we we need each other. You know, um, the house, the church is supposed to be to come together in unity, to build up the, of each other rather than mm-hmm. to tear down. So, yes, mm-hmm. some of us we place our own selves into certain situations, but then there it's are true. others that are innocent. And you know, the, it's sad it's that the innocent as well as the guilty are brought up on the persecution. And that's what the church does a lot of times nowadays is come up persecution rather than to heal and to build each other. Because God, you know, the word says that I draw the you know, with love and kindness. And that's like how drawing. it should be as a body. Right. Is that we can project more love towards each other because we are so quick to tear each other down. You know, but you don't dress the way I do. You don't wear this. You don't have this. Rather than saying, what do you stand in the need of? Or what can I help you with, my brother and sister? I got mine, you get yours. You know, uh, that tough hand, love sometimes, you know, it don't always work with all people. Sometimes you got to meet a people as they need rather than where you think they should be. So you say, just saying, just saying I love you doesn't work. You got to put some action no, no, in it. Action. Action. That's right. That's right. That, well, not, let me let me let me, let me, let me um, break let me break for a minute. I'm gonna come right back. Don't okay. on away. I just want to make a station identification. Strength from the Lions Den is powered by We Inspire Network Radio. Win Radio. Just win. God wants you to win. We want you to win. Uh, my guests with me tonight are Apostle Ron, Apostle Mars. Uh, Ron the Real Deal Lindsay and Overseer Terry Oliver. I want to thank everyone who's tuned in tonight. You're the reason why we are here. And tonight we're talking about church hurt, pain in the pulpit, pain in the pews. Man, if we had some phones, I know they would be lit up right now with folks calling in trying to talk to you because you, you guys are putting out some good things. I want to uh, talk about wounded, hurting leaders for a moment because, you know, I, I've heard people say some of these sheep have teeth. You know, oh, and God. maybe maybe they've struck into a few shepherds because you know there's some shepherds who are wounded. You know, there's some shepherds who've been not just uh, nicked or grazed. There's some shepherds who've been wounded to the point where they've lost ministries, families, mm. business, even taking their own lives. So when, when a leader is hurt, should they just rely totally on the word and just get it together and? Do what they say in the sports world, play with pain, or do they need to get their own healing before they go back to handling people? And uh, uh, Real deal, go ahead, jump on that. All right, all right. Yeah, you know what? I, I think uh, what, what helps a leader is to, re- you know, it kind of goes back to realigning and getting back to your purpose. And I think Apostle mm-hmm. Elena really hit it hard about being called. You know, when, when God when God calls us versus someone taking up ministry as a career or, or mm, as something, a career pathing that you're going to do, you know, you go get your license and, and, and go out to Cracker Jack Box and go and get some things. But you, when, you, when you are called and you operate, like me as an evangelist, I, I'm nobody's apostle, I'm nobody's pastor, I'm nobody's uh, 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 um, uh, a prophet, 
I'm an evangelist, and I'm so comfortable in that anointing. I'm so comfortable Mm -hmm. in that function that I don't try to be what I'm not. And so, therefore, some hurts can be avoided when we don't try to be the Savior for the people. I'm not your Savior. I'm not your Christ. These hands, if you put nails in these hands, one, I'm going to say out, (laughs) and number two, if you call me at three in the morning, you're going to hear me speaking in tongues, and it's going to be in a language you're going to understand. So so, so I, I, I'm so comfortable with my anointing that I don't have to be what – and a lot, of, a lot of leadership hurt come when, when we take on the Superman syndrome instead of saying, you know what, baby, I'm Clark, I'm Clark Kent. I'm going mm-hmm. to introduce you to the real Superman, and that's Christ. Okay, man. So we, so we want, we have the Messiah. We have to save them. We have to be the ones. So you said we take too much on ourselves. It, it take too it, much on ourselves. True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, now, I, I will say, uh, Apostle Solomon, uh, Solomon, that um, sometimes too, the the leader has an unrealistic expectation of the people as well. Mm, and uh, one reason, one reason is because some of them come into your ministries acting like they are higher than they are as well. Mm. And mm. so then once you start uh, peeling the layers off of the okay. onion, you see that, okay. they are, that they are very damaged and not really as ready as they are saying that they are. I told a mm. leader the other day, you're leading and you're bleeding. How can mm. you lead someone and see, I'm over leaders. I oversee leaders and I oversee churches. So I see both sides of what's going on. And a lot of churches I had in, ended up having to release because I saw that they really didn't have no heart for the sheep as well. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's, a, it's a lot that's going on. Now, me, because a lot of people follow me, I got over 5,000-something followers. A lot of people follow me. Now I can't go to a place where I'm not recognized uh, when I'm going somewhere. And so as mm-hmm. my popularity increases, I see that people have an unrealistic expectation of me, and they put you me in a place, and I always they want you to walk, so they want you to walk on war. Because yeah, I always get so upset because I'll tell mm-hmm. them quickly, you will not make me into a god. I won't allow mm-hmm. you to. And so with me, uh, because I've, I've been there myself and because I know that you're not going to make me suffer because you have put me in a place that I have not died for. And so I'm not going to walk on water, like you said. I'm not going to walk mm-hmm. on water, nor can I walk on water. Okay. I know what my capabilities are. I know what my ability is. I know what where my Come anointing and how far I can go, how far I can see, and what I'm able to do, what I'm not able to do. And so I'm real about myself and what I'm able to do. And I also Mm. tell you, I got faults. I sin Mm. too. I need to repent Mm. too. But one thing about me, I don't never try to act like I'm something that I'm not. All right. Now, I I did walk on water in the shower the other day, but go ahead. (laughs) Now you did, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You know, I I like what you said. I'm I'm real with myself. But, but do I mean, being a preacher, you know when – and brother, I'm, uh, obviously I'm gonna get to you in a minute. When when that anointing is flowing and you throw up your hand and God start moving and it this happening and that happening and that electric and that energy and folks is hollering, you know if you're not grounded, you can kind of get in yourself mm. and feel it's like true. wait a minute, blow your head I know, up and make you think come you're on bigger now. than what you are. It's come true. on. Mm-hmm. And then, you, then you go to one, you go to another church, and you preaching, and ain't nobody moving. You in the first church or the refrigerator, and ain't nobody moving. And you like, okay, you you ain't you, now. Now you mad at God, and you thinking something wrong with the people. Come on, no. come on, oh, he, he come on, overseer. You. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you better know it. You know how to. Uh, uh, well, I no. Um, what I have witnessed for myself, you know, uh, first of all, I never gave myself a title and I don't, you know, it's like I let allow people do whatever they want. It's fine because when God called my name on the roll, he gonna say Terry. 
Oliver. He's not going to say pastor, overseer, none of that. So those are not important things to me. And I have noticed that a lot of people, they're trying, you know, as far as leaders, they're trying to live up to the hype of everybody else that they see that's magnified mm-hmm. because of the fame mm-hmm. that comes, you know, because mm-hmm. they see the fame. They're trying to be the next T.D. Jakes or the next, uh, you know, being here. Yeah, they're the trying to be tomorrow. things. That they're not, mm-hmm. you know, rather than being who they accepted that I am a, a child of God. And that's mm-hmm. the main thing that matters. Are you a servant of God? Are you willing Come to preach and teach the gospel? Are you pre- ready to minister to the other one? So if you allow yourself to be caught up in all the hype and, the, you know, hypocrisy, then you're going to be, it's like you're going to experience some hurt, some pain. And that's because you have allowed yourself to be in the midst of that. So um, mm-hmm. we just have to, like they say, realize who we are and accept that yeah. and know that it's all God. It's nothing about us, but it's all about God. You know, you only have what God allowed you to have and be who God allowed you to be. If you think you're any greater than that, then you're going to experience a lot of hurt and pain that comes with that. That's true. And that's, that's like uh, being mm-hmm. chastised. You're a bad child, you're going to experience uh, hurt, some hurt and pain from your parents. You're going to be trained oh, or put on punishment, whichever hurts. Mm-hmm. Now, now, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, y'all tough. See me, something. I ain't gonna. Okay, I gotta admit it. And now and then, I shed a few tears. Now, you know, they they run down my eyes too. Now, do we do we do do we just go? Do, do we just pick it up and keep moving? Or admit, do we just pick it up and keep moving? Or do we have to put us uh, pull away sometimes as leaders and you know restore ourselves? Okay, good. I'm sorry. Sometimes you got to go off and you got to cry. Sometimes you got to go out in the middle of the, the wilderness and, and cry out to the Lord God. Lord, show me your glory. Lord God, I have I have fallen. Lord God, I am not where I should be. You got to, sometimes you got to go and cry. You got to go, go out outside and in the rain. Yeah, go out, well, go outside in the rain so nobody <laughs> see your feet. Or cry in the shower if you have to. All right, now. Those are the times when you take that long drive and you don't want, don't want nobody to be around you, and you got to let it right. out. Right. How you do it, Ron? Yeah, well, you know what I'm gonna tell you. You're absolutely right. Uh, uh, but you know what? We we cry often, but it's it's a good weeping that we need, and and, and that's a very degree. That's a, you know a very a, a great degrees between crying and weeping. Jesus wept. He didn't cry. He wept. And and that's a deeper or a soulish releasing more so than a than a, a you know baby cries. But we okay. we we have to sometimes know that you know what you do need to weep to get out all of. The, the things that that are that have been stirring and brewing up over the year, all the emotions and all the things that are needed for you to get get a, get it out, and then yeah, come on back stronger than ever. But you know, I, I do the same thing. Hey, you know what? To find that place and and let it all out, boo hoo hoo. Let this Lord, I snot all over the spirit and the whole nine yards. And next thing you know, I come back, I'm alright. Mhm. Apostle. Hey. Well, just like uh, Overseer Oliver, I experienced uh, I experienced uh, a divorce as an apostle, and so uh, experiencing and going through a divorce as an apostle, uh, I sat myself down for about six, about eight weeks. I sat myself down and I I sought. Uh, the counseling from a leader. I've I've experienced church hurt in so many ways, <laughs> but I I really did. I sat myself down and I had to go seek God and and seek counseling because it was very painful because I lost I lost everything. I lost everything. I lost my mm-hmm. church. I lost eighty uh, percent of my people. I, I, you know, I lost finances. I couldn't keep the, the the church open, and so it was a very painful experience to experience the bursting of a ministry, and then mm-hmm. for for the ministry to to go out like that was very painful. I had to deal with the fact uh, that my church was the headquarters for other churches and it was no longer in existence as a building. And so God had to deal with me and let me know that the headquarters was inside of me and it was my oversight ministry that the leaders needed, not necessarily a building. And so mm. I had to, uh, I had to really 
uh, I had to sit myself down because I was bitter, I was angry uh, because of what was done, uh, because adultery was in there as well. And so I, I was I was angry at what was happening, and I had to deal I had to deal with uh, all of that that comes with the divorce being like a death itself. Amen. So yeah, 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 yeah. Really, uh, yeah, I've really giving full disclosure. I thank God for you. We're we we in our we're in our final uh final few uh, minutes of our show tonight, but I wanna let the people know that I thank God for you tuning in tonight. You're the reason why we're here. Because we love the people of God and we want to see the people of God hold. Strength from the Lions Den is powered by We Inspire Network Radio. Win radio. We want you to win. If you would like to be a host or you have a topic idea, just look for We Inspire Network Radio on Facebook and message us what you would like to hear, a topic that is close to your heart or you want to be a host, and we'll get back with you. Uh, tonight we're talking about church hurt, pain in the pulpit, pain in the pew. I have Apostle Lina Alamars. He's all the way in Ghana, Africa. I have Ron, the real deal, Lindsay. He's all the way in Virginia. And I have Overseer Terry Olive Garden. Oliver Olive Garden. Maybe that's what he want to take me over. We want to go out and get us something to eat. He's right here with me in the city of Macon, Georgia. Amen. But uh, listen, I, yeah, y'all have shared some powerful, powerful stuff tonight. I want to go down that road of uh, leadership before we speak to the people again. When when a leader when a leader needs to share in confidence, who, if any, should he turn towards and to become transparent and express his feelings of maybe guilt, isolation, frustrations, or struggles? Because there's a lot of them are they're, they're trying to find. Who qualifies? Who qualifies? And I don't have nobody to talk to, and I don't see nobody. What should that leader do, um, Apostle? The, there's superlative and there's subordinate. Subordinate means someone that is lower in rank. Superlative means someone higher in rank. Someone lower in rank cannot help you with your problem because they got enough dealing with themselves. You need to go higher than what you are and seek counseling from someone, even if they're just talking you through and walking you through. This is where oversight ministry comes into play. We all need it. I have a father myself, and so uh, we need oversight ministry to be able to walk us through a lot of these painful places. Uh, we need to reach out and throw out a lifeline for help, and if the first person don't help you, keep trying until somebody answers correctly, and, and it bears witness with your spirit that it is of God. They used to tell me in school, every counselor needs a counselor, and every pastor Need a pastor, and apostle. What you're saying is, if if I'm a if I'm a seven, I have no business going to a two. It's true. Okay. Because so, a lot of times you're gonna hear it again, because a lot of the things that we go through are very painful, and a lot of times we sharing our information with the wrong people. And we are letting them see the nakedness that's uh, that in our lives, and they're not supposed to see it. Some people ain't supposed to see your mess. And like T.D. Jake said, they've seen your butt. Some people ain't supposed to see your butt. But because sometimes a higher-up person need to wipe your behind because you done messed on yourself. Oh, go ahead now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, the truth. That's it. Uh, Overseer Oliver? Uh, I'm talking about uh, past, some of my leaders reaching out. Who should they turn to? Well, I I feel like it should be handled in a matter if they are depending on the circumstance because some things need to be need to be first spoken at home if you have a mate. So mm -hmm. uh, you don't want to keep your mate in the dark because mm -hmm. they're going to be your first line of press warrior for you and encourager mm -hmm. that you can go on. So you mm -hmm. want to first address them about the issue that if it's something that of a great matter, um, and then you go to the one that is your spiritual covering on you know here on earth. You know, of course, um, you know, speak to our heavenly Father about which way to guide us. Uh, we never want to go into self; we want to go into His will at all times. Amen. Uh, Run. 
Oh, yeah, I, I, you wanted, you definitely want to speak to someone that's not afraid to bruise your ego. And, yeah, and number two, you want to talk to someone that is, because in every valley, God will give you valley friends. Same way on every mountain, he'll give you mountain friends. And so you want to talk to somebody that's going through the valley with you because God will, have, God will give them the counsel needed for you. And you want to speak to somebody that's not afraid to, if they see a wound, sometimes you can't put, a, a, you can't put something over it. You've got to go ahead and whack it off. And you need somebody right. that, 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 is, that, that has the guts enough that's not afraid of your ego or your emotions mm-hmm. or your sensitivity mm-hmm. right. to be able to deal with you. And that's, that's not, like you said, uh, like our panel was saying, that's not everybody that maybe just got saved or you've been with the Lord for a few years. It's got to be somebody that's not intimidated by your ego or your position. Amen. Listen, that you know what when I when I read Revelations and Jesus was speaking to the churches, I that's when I realized okay churches have problems, you know churches Definitely. do have problems. If you read in the Bible in Revelation, you'll see that. And if you have a problem in a church and you leave that church, you're gonna take that same problem with you if you don't mm-hmm. reconcile. And you're gonna get to that church. And you're gonna say this church has the same problem that my last church has. Mm-hmm. But to uh to but to the point, not every church hurts people, as Overseer said earlier, but most churches have hurt someone at some point, and some people are hurt through their own mistakes or because of sins committed against them, and, and, and sometimes even, as uh, Apostle saying, because of leadership that has failed. And this, this leaves people reluctant to reengage or get back into church again, and they want to protect themselves. And so they either question their place in the church or they sit in the church dead. They sit in the church, a shell of what they used to be. So uh, I want you all to uh, take about, about about two minutes, of, you know, and just speak directly to that sheep and that shepherd who's uh, who's hurting, who's in pain. And uh, who's hurt? Uh, Overseer Oliver, if you'll go first, please. Um, to that leader that may be hurt, you know, we all fall, and there's no excuse that we fall. But own up to it, like the apostles say, and and appreciate that God brought you to that season. For whatever it is, learn from that. And not to make that same error in judgment again. And let, allow God to heal you. Don't be afraid to confess your hurt. You know, what's the pain or anything or your fault. And to that one that's sitting in the pew, yes, sometimes we have to take a long look in the mirror and ask, is it me? Or is it something that I've done or said? And appreciate that everybody. You know, nobody's perfect. Just because they have a title in front of their name, that don't make them perfect. So we put them up on a pedestal. Yes, you know, they can have a tendency to hurt us. But embrace it and trust God that he's going to see you through it because he don't bring you to nothing that he can't see you through. Amen. Amen. Um, Real deal? Yeah, to, to the leader, get back to the basics of your vision. Go back to the mission again. Fall in love with Jesus all over again. Come back to the come back to the simple things of God, and and, and that when you don't deal because sometimes the simplicity or the simple things is a good tool or a good medicine for the complex. And and get back to the basic. Find find someone to minister to. Find a fresh lamb, someone that that has been bruised and broken out here. Someone that, that that doesn't really know the kingdom language, the kingdom walk, the kingdom. Get you a fresh lamb. Somebody because it has a tendency to get you to take your mind off of what you're dealing with. And you can begin to focus in on something. You'll find God says, I'll take care of some things in the background for you because you're too busy tending my sheep. You're too busy caring for the, the sheep. And to that, to that, to that uh, uh, believer that's been hurt, rejected, disappointment, one first forgive. Get, let, let that become, you be, become anointed to forgive. Then move on and move on. 
Don't don't let your mind travel back down these roads. Keep on, you know what? Once you forgive and forget, guess what? It's time to move on now. That it's in the past. It's gone. It's over with. Now let's go ahead and focus on the future, and then get involved with the mission of the church and not the mess. Mm-hmm. Get anointed to forgive. How do how do I how do I focus on the future, uh, Ron? If you can break that down for me. You focus on the future by no longer allowing the past to disable you. Stop rerunning in your mind what has happened. Mm -hmm. Don't let what happened to you happen in you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it again. Don't let what happened to you happen in you. You develop Teflon faith. That means things start rolling off of you a lot more easily because you're not internalizing what is happening to you. And that forgiveness takes place when you you know what you start saying, Lord, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at your feet, and I'm, when I walk away from it, I'm not coming back to get that hurt to try to examine it. I'm not gonna go back and try to see if so and so still acting the same way they acted. Once you leave it at the feet of Jesus, once you say, Father, it's in your hands, then guess what? I don't have to worry about it no more. Jesus gave the perfect. He said, Who by worry can add to his life That's to right, their life? Right. So, so weary is the enemy to worship. The only time any believer should have their head down is in worship and not weary. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Apostle. Amen. Well, I'll talk to both at the same time. Allow your experiences in life to make you better and not bitter. A lot of times uh, we experience church hurt in the pew and in the pulpit. Uh, A lot of what was said today, we have unrealistic expectations of ourselves and other people. We have to remember to keep God in the place that he belongs, and that's at the top. That's number one. And no matter who comes in your life to impart in you, no matter who comes in your life to sit at your feet or to help you or to do ministry beside you, keep everything in perspective and keep God in his rightful place. As long as you keep God in his rightful place, even though you will still get hurt because you'll still get hurt doing that, let the experience make you better and not bitter. Mm-mm-mm. My God, man, I could talk to y'all all night, all night. Um, um, how, can, uh, how can people reach you, uh, Apostle? How can they get in touch with you? Uh, they can reach me on Facebook uh, under Apostle Lena Alamars. Uh, they can find me on your page, uh, you know, mm-hmm. looking uh, through the friends list. Uh, they can look at me, look for me on YouTube. I have videos about church hurt. I have uh, been very candid for years mm-hmm. about the, the church hurt that I've experienced. Uh, so they can reach out to me uh, you know, in many ways, I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube. Uh, they can just look me up there and find me there. Amen. Uh, Ron, how can people get in touch with you? In the spirit. No, I mean, no. I'm, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you catch me on Facebook. You catch me on Facebook, uh, Ronald Lindsay, or look at uh, uh, LAMP. Uh, look, look for uh, Laughter as Medicine Productions, LAMP, or Living Out Loud, and uh, you can catch me there. Or you can actually catch me through Apostle or even Apostle Lena's uh, 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 page. Uh, um, you can just befriend me. But you can find me. Okay. And uh, I would say, Oliver, how can we get in touch with you? Hello? Okay. Well, let's Hello? Hello? Uh, yes. How can, how, can we get, how can we get in touch with you, brother? I see. We just got to uh, call you, huh? <laughs> just say your name. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's one way. Just call yeah, it. Yeah. But you can reach mm-hmm. me uh, on Facebook at Terry Oliver. Um, or you can reach me uh, via email. Uh, it's a, it's a, the number two a g o d s o n at yahoo dot com. And uh, I'm also on the Apostle page, and uh, it's a way to get a hold of me. Okay. Well, listen. I want to thank y'all so much tonight as we close out. Father, thank you for the people of God that have been healed, that have been restored. We've broke through some barriers, and we got so much 
so much and so far to go. God, we want to release your love. We pray that someone has been mm-hmm. strengthened yes. tonight from the yeah. lion's den. We just ask that you have your way. Help them to turn mm-hmm. back to the church. Help them to take some of the things that were said tonight and be restored yes. and use it and apply it so that they can get healed from their mm-hmm. pain. I just uh, yeah. appreciate y'all so much. Strength from the lion's den will be back next Wednesday at 7 p.m. We're going to be talking about women of purpose Balancing mm. marriage, home, and ministry. You want to tune in? You don't want to miss it. I thank you tonight. We're empowered by Win Network. We inspire network. I want y'all to have a good night. Y'all be blessed, and thank you so much. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. God bless. God bless. God bless. Good night.